everybody, welcome to New World Pictures Podcast, where we're going to talk about every movie released by New World Pictures, and even some of the movies they nearly released, such as this episode. I'm Ryan, with me as always is Mark. This might have been the worst episode of Murder, She Wrote I've ever seen. <laughs> and Erica? Keep calling this number, but nobody answers, and I just keep calling it. Maybe if I call it again, somebody will pick up. I'm just going to call it 30 more times, and just... Somebody's gonna pick up. Somebody, I have a typed letter. Somebody's gonna, somebody's gonna pick up. I know it. And, and we are in the midst of June gloom. That's where we celebrate all the new world dramas, or what I like to call the saddies. Celebrate, huh? <laughs> Interesting. Are you guys? Yeah. And because this is nearly new world, I think we may have probably. The brightest, wow! <laughs> the nicest, the least uh-huh. sad movie that we're going to talk about this month, potentially. Um, and of course, we're talking about Where Are the Children from 1986, which was released by Columbia Pictures, to a point. Now, for those of you that uh, listen regularly to the podcast, you know that we had uh, Marvelous May last month, and we spoke to Jack Shoulder, our, our most popular month. And mm-hmm. uh, we followed it up with June Gloom. Yeah. Mark is, decided that we all needed to be miserable. That's right. Let's be, let's, yeah, let's spread the So misery. far, I am loving June. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as we, uh, when we talked to Jack Shoulder, he had written, he wrote the script for this movie. And as I found out, uh, reading a piece from the New York Times from the writer Al Jean Harmitz, uh, Robert Remy went to a screening, an early screening of the movie, and he said this about the movie. He said, it was a scary, tough picture because of the sensitive material, but I thought it was quite good, very well done, and Jill Clayburgh was terrific. The recruited audiences screamed at the appropriate spots. I wanted to distribute the movie, but wasn't able to make a deal. I'd still like to distribute it. Tim, look at him, like, throwing shade at the audience. The recruited, recruited audience. audience. Couldn't right. just say audience. No, no, no. Yeah. This was a hand-selected right. audience right. that we're all given the script as to what they when to react at the right time. Yeah. Well, but I you see know, what you did uh, there. They Bob. are kind of he's not incorrect though. Uh, for those of you that don't live in Los Angeles, uh, when you go to the movies sometimes, you'll come out of a movie theater or maybe even before you go in, and there'll be people like, Hey, do you want to go see a free movie? And you'll be like most of the time, you're like, I just got to get to my car and go home. Thanks. But for those of you who are like, I'm sure, then they will talk to you and you'll go to a screening and they'll talk you into going to a screening and they will essentially recruit you to be a part mm-hmm. of a free screening where you go in and you see a movie before it's released. Just so, know it's going to be a movie like this about where the children and there's kids missing. <laughs> so you're going to be like, cool a movie. Let me just get my popcorn. Wait a minute. No. No. What? No, I just watched Fast and the Furious, and now I'm no. Where are the children? I'm upset. My tummy hurts. You're like, I'm on. Yeah, I saw Fast X. I'm ready to see another movie. Wait, screech. (laughs) What? But also with this one, you're gonna be like, wait a minute. Why am I in a movie theater spending fifteen dollars on popcorn to watch a TV movie? Hmm. This makes no sense Hmm. at all. Hmm. Hmm. Now, here's the thing. We're pretty sure you don't know what 
where the children is, uh, what it is, and what it's about. We're pretty sure that you don't, you don't, you're not familiar with this movie. Well, I mean, the title gives you a hint as to what's going to be in the movie. Yeah, it gives you a hint. Well, Mark, I'm glad that you're so confident because it's time <laughs> for our little game we like to play during our nearly new world uh, uh, episodes, where we create our own letterbox synopsis. Erica, why don't you go ahead? Oh, God. Yeah, oh. that's right. Okay. Mixing it up. Why don't you go ahead? <clears throat> what is your letterbox synopsis for Where Are the Chi- Where Are the Children? <laughs> <laughs> Does have a question, Mark. A kooky-looking husband and his... <laughs> beautiful wife <laughs> have hardship befall them when their two perfect children go missing suddenly. The bumbling law enforcement team up oh boy, yes. team up with local shock jock to, to <laughs> uncover the crime while an Epic, epic East Coast rainstorm takes place. Where are the children? Very good. Very good. Mark, what is your Um, letterbox synopsis for Where Are the Children? An unusually involved mother has has a lapse of reason and lets her two kids play Outside near the lake while she takes a shower (laughs) inside the house. (laughs) Even in the 70s, that's a major lapse in judgment. Also, what an ill-placed window. Right. In the shower. Wow. There's a lot of window for that shower. I'm like, wow. I mean, I know it's on the second floor. It's also on the second floor. She's looking down below. Yeah. yeah. It's a real peep show. It's a real peep show if you position that telescope. And this is, these are children's, this is children's set number two. And she's like, they're fine. I'm like, wow. After losing one set of kids, she leads the, leaves the other kids to play in the backyard while she takes a shower. The kids, fortunately, don't drown in the lake that is right in their right backyard. Right there. Yeah. But instead are kidnapped by a, a mystery man who lives in a in a old house on a hill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And has... That's for sale. Children, and that's for yeah. sale. It's a temporary rental. And a house that's for sale. And whose real estate agent, Dorothy Prentice... Uh, has no ability to pick up on any context clues yeah. at all. No. Uh, should not no. be a, a, a real estate agent. Correct. Um, and is almost saved by a Greek tourist who's interested <laughs> in save, buying the house. Yeah. yeah. He becomes the hero. I was, man, when we got to that point, I was like, what is going on with this movie? Right. <laughs> How is everybody so fucking clueless? The only guy who knows anything is this guy who's not even going to buy this house. Yeah. But he's like, but something was up with that guy. He's the only dude. He turned down baklava. Freshly made Freshly baklava. Made. He's like, no. To go investigate. I've got, I got a real itch here. Yeah. I got an itch I got to scratch here. Yeah. He Our, should be in law enforcement. 
He's the only one with any kind of yeah, like, no doubt. intuition. The problem is, is you can take him out with a tiny fireplace sh- yeah, a shovel. Very weak. Yeah, those you and those shovels. Those shovels are very flimsy. They're <laughs> they not. Are. They should at, not. At the most, it will be kind of an annoying slap to the back of your head, but <laughs> yes. it's not going to knock he you out. He went down for a while. <laughs> He was out for a bit. Maybe his fontanelle never closed, and he was just. <laughs> you just hit just the right spot. Maybe it's possible. They didn't have those little helmets back then that you could wear as a little toddler. They didn't do that back then. They didn't do that in this little tiny small town of Greece. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, okay. Here's my letterbox synopsis. A man receives an urgent letter. <laughs> he travels to a Massachusetts town mm-hmm. in hopes of helping a woman and perhaps falling in love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and not also wrong. Some That's not wrong disappear. either. <laughs> oh, also, children are missing. <laughs> right. <laughs> That, is, that guy is the, guy. That guy's the worst red herring I've ever seen in a kind of oh, movie like this. Oh, my goodness. They keep cutting to, he's even there when she runs out into the lake and has her, you know, conniption fit. Because mm-hmm. she thinks a buoy is her son. <laughs> and she's I, losing her mind. And he's sitting there in the weeds. And I'm like, what is this guy? Who is this dude? We'll, we'll get well, into that in a second. L- Oh, go ahead. Let's go just ahead. get into it. Get in, Who get is in. this guy? You're led no to sense. believe that this guy is the mm-hmm. ex-husband. Yeah. Yes. Right. But at that yes. point, we already know Frederick Forrest, and he's taking is... the kid. Like, we don't. It's not a... There is no mystery here. Yeah. So the way he keeps popping up starts to become like, who is this guy? When are we going to find out who this dude is? And once you find right. out, he's nobody. It doesn't... Yeah. He's a guy who got a letter... He's a guy who got catfished yeah. by a who typed got, letter. Who got 1980s catfished? Yeah. <laughs> and back when the defense for something like that is, my wife would never type a letter, and everyone's like, "Yeah, no, why would you?" That's no, a good I get point. That. Great point. Great point. Yeah. That's a good yeah. point. Solid. That's put that in evidence. Exhibit A. <laughs> oh yeah, but these cops aren't putting anything into evidence. No, they're, they're no. They're, the, um, and perhaps if she admitted the letter, Eric then it LaSalle. would have been a little more. <laughs> uh, Eric LaSalle, who is like in a very early role here, is the only guy who wants to actually do the job. But he's just so low on the totem pole. Yeah. Like he's For the sure. only guy that, who will jump over the electric pole. They're all just like, let's just drive our cars around a good long distance. And he's like, or I'll just run over to here, like on foot. And they're like, yikes. Yeah. No, wow, but when dude. he when he then comes up through the trap door and gets kicked in the face, oh, I, I laughed know. out loud. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I know. Poor Eric LaSalle. He's just trying to fight crime. I know. That. Yeah. I know. Nobody else in that town is. Yeah. <laughs> literally, no. literally nobody. Ex- well, he, the deputy and arguably the little boy who delivers papers <laughs> because he identified the criminal. That's it. right. He, he figured was like, it out. Hey, wait a minute. That guy paid me two bucks to deliver these letters. Yeah. And that newspaper boy, Mark. I should, I know the answer to this. I have a feeling this is, I I'm set up would. to know. I the thought answer. you would. No, I don't. Because you're such a big fan of the franchise. I thought you would recognize a very young buzz buzz from the home alone <laughs> series. Yeah. Devin Ratray, 
right there at an early boy. as Neil, wow. the newspaper boy. Yeah. Yep. So. It, so. Epic fail so far. Is this is this part of the Home Alone universe? <laughs> I mean, is it part of the Home Alone universe? I mean, it's. Yeah. I, I think it possibly could be. See, the the thing that threw me off is this movie's filled with actors that you go, I know that person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I spent a lot. What I thought that this was was part of the Adams family verse, where Dorothy so riddled with guilt and shame for not remembering the for not recognizing the mitten that is mm. at the house for no reason, for no understandable reason, changes her name to Dr. Penderschloss and kidnaps <laughs> Uncle Fester and holds him captive <laughs> in the house, in the wow. lighthouse, until which time they can reintroduce him to the Adams family in 1991's The Adams Family. So that's where I thought this <laughs> wow. was going. <laughs> wow. What a deep cut that was. Yeah. Absolutely right. Elizabeth Wilson. Mm-hmm. Instead, she was like, she she's probably regaling all of them on the set about, I played once this the dumbest real estate agent on the planet. <laughs> and the worst friend. Yeah. She finds the mitten. The child is missing. She finds the mitten. And then she doesn't want to tell Nancy because she's like, I didn't want to upset you. Her children are missing. It doesn't get worse than that. <laughs> it doesn't right. matter if you're like, hey, I made you I made you pizza, but I burned it. So what? My children are still missing. Oh, hey, I made you salad, but I put on balsamic vinaigrette. Not ranch, you bitch. Doesn't matter. Children are still missing. <laughs> like, you're, so, you're the worst friend. Yeah. Also, so never do you put think... balsamic on my salad. Just don't bother. <laughs> right. I always no. want ranch. Even when it's a Caesar salad. Ranch. <laughs> Not Caesar dressing. Really, also, no ranch. one puts balsamic vinaigrette on a Caesar salad. <laughs> I just want to make it very clear. No balsamic vinaigrette at any okay. time. But, but so do you think... You order, when you order at the restaurant, you're like, yes, I would like a Caesar salad, but I wouldn't like Caesar dressing. I want ranch. So they go... <laughs> So a salad. You want a salad? And I say, no. No, no, no. no. I want a Caesar Caesar salad salad with ranch. ranch. If it comes out here and there's balsamic on it, I'm going to throw up. So I want you to put some (laughs) shitty croutons on top top of some romaine and then just douse a little Parmesan on it. Make sure you put some ranch on there. And if you throw an anchovy on there, that's on you. I don't know. Because where are my allegiances? My allegiances are with ranch. (laughs) (laughs) But do you think that if there was an extended cut of this movie that Nancy and Dorothy ever talk again? I just think, what do you... I don't know. You're at home. You, your children have been kidnapped. You were, you are losing your mind. You've had the, the, you know, this, the, the worst nightmare for a parent. Yeah. And yeah. and your best friend has key evidence hiding in her pocket and she yeah. says nothing about it. Nothing. Mm-hmm. And multiple I she think has that'd the prime be like, suspect. you know what? I don't I She's I think... a prime suspect. She's his realtor. She's like, Oh yeah, he was running that bath. He had the ducky. Oh how weird. The piano. Oh my. I'm like, you're the worst. Seriously, ever. how does he get that piano all the way upstairs? That was downstairs. How did he get that up there? He could barely. How on earth? He could barely wrestle a small child. How right. did he get that piano upstairs? Right. 
Plus, he's got he's got a he's got that pillow that's underneath his sweater that he wears at all times. Did you see? Yes, but the why? terrible the terrible padding. I don't know. Was he just like? Was I think he, it was just to make him look older. To look older, maybe yeah. look a little bigger, yeah. a little bit more out of shape or something. So that maybe that's how he was unrecognizable. Even yeah, for he all those exactly years, exactly the same yeah, as he no did doubt. during the trial. Come yeah. On. Oh man. Oh yeah, and when why you cast does... Fred, Frederick Forrest in a part, you're basically like saying like, oh. So he's just an average Joe, right? Just a regular guy. Because <laughs> he yeah. cannot uh-huh. do like a nor- He's always like, hey, man, I'm going to do something weird. And you're like, I mean, Frederick Forrest does not play like normal people, you know? I don't know. I thought he was pretty normal in Falling Down. But, you know, that's, that's just me. <laughs> you thought he was normal? Yeah. I felt like he was just playing an average dude just running just... a military surplus store. You know, oh, average I guy. Thinking, I was like racking yeah. my brain. I'm like, who is he in Falling oh, Down? He is... Oh, he's a surplus store guy? <laughs> yeah. Oh, weird. There's... Isn't it weird that I've seen Falling Down? But you have not seen The Godfathers? <laughs> I have not yeah. seen The Godfathers? Yeah. I'm yeah. telling you. The catalog. Where was the second falling down? <laughs> yeah. Why didn't they make a second falling down? I'm they should have. Surprised. They should have. Yeah. And also, is it me or does what's uh, what is uh, Nancy's husband? Uh, the the guy from Max Barney Scale? Miller. Yeah, the guy from Barney. What's Miller. his character? What's his character's name? Husband. Husband. <laughs> okay. Nancy's Clay. Husband. His name is Clay. Why oh, right. do they have? Do, was it me or do Clay. they have a shockingly small bed? Oh yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. When the kids get on it, it's like right. yeah, it's like holy I just shit! He was a yeah. giant. I'm like, oh, he must be big because this bed is teeny tiny. The kids get on it, you're like, oh, look at how close they are as a family, or I mean, actually, how close they are in proximity because the bed is so tiny. Right? Yeah. They're, they're like, all we can get is a we can only get a twin. Can you guys manage to do- <laughs> as as a, as a hot sleeper? That would be a hard no for me because it would be constant. Like you gotta move away from me. There's no more room, but you got to move further away. I am roasting in here. This was, a, uh, this, of, this was a real yeah, romantic bed. night in the dorm room, um, basically. Where you, yeah, exactly. Like, we can make this twin bed work for two people to sleep on all night. We'll make it he work. Also, he also I'll just sleep on movie, my side. He also, in this movie, has one of those mustaches that goes like down to like like the smile part of his mouth like it, right. it goes beyond the upper lip and kind of like hugs the smile but not quite part. a handlebar but not, not a quite handlebar no, yeah no, it doesn't, right. it doesn't no, no, go no. past it it just kind of goes yeah. to the smile part he and also then his hair, his hair is like amazing. overgrown amazing and for some reason but like thinning, blow dried so and and bouffanted back he looks he has like hilarious. some hair in the front yeah that like it wisped up like at one point it was like he had some hair in the front that was sticking out he's still balding and then all the hair on the sides like were out it was like he he looked like the cape cod beethoven you know yes. which is <laughs> yeah i was right. like what is with this hair and i wrote down a note i was like mark i think like his hairstyle is amazing i was like i think mark even has more hair than him right now but this guy right. is like i'm taking whatever i have I'm growing it out super long, and I'm going to try and make this shit work. If he had started working on that mustache maybe six months earlier, he yeah. could have pulled like a nice Raleigh Fingers curl <laughs> up on the edges. And wouldn't that have been a fun character that twist? That would have been great. To be like, right. really? 
Yeah. So you, when the kid when the kids are gone and he's like all sad, but he has like these this these little, little twist up circle, little circle twirls on the end of his mustache. And he's like, Oh, I mean you can't look at a guy like that and be upset. You're like, look at your just look at your delightful mustache. How fun right. is that? How fun are Think you? about how that would have he's, changed, he's, changed. He's adding he's adding the wax to his mustache wax. and just crying. He just keeps twisting his mustache it would have changed the whole tone the tone when he when the cops let him cross-examine the the oh there's no rules in this there's no rules he's allowed to cross-examine a suspect right yeah while the suspect is saying i need a lawyer and they're like number one he's in the room number one he's in the room yeah (laughs) they're talking to a suspect and he's also there right and and (laughs) Uh, so is the psychologist for no right. good reason. Exactly. And they're like, he's saying, the suspect's saying, I need a lawyer. And they keep saying, you'll get one. But first, you have to answer yeah, but questions. First, let's break that some rules. That isn't how it works. <laughs> let's break some rules first. Look, and when you ask for a lawyer, we're supposed to immediately get you one and leave you alone. But, but, then, but until then. But until uh, then, until we've brought then. in all these extra people. So let's right. just have a little chit-chat. Now, if also, he had had that mustache, it, oh, I think boy. that yeah. conversation would have gone a lot different. But- that guy would have been like, okay, you. I'll tell you. How can I look at that face? And not- By the way, the first thing they say to him, too, is when they come in and they say the children are missing, he comes in and he's like, ah, they'll turn up. <laughs> That's right. It's essentially what he says. That's right. Yeah, this happens. Kids yeah. will they'll come back in the in, later tonight and you'll have a laugh. <laughs> like, yeah. Is that supposed to be comforting, sir? And they're wow. little kids. Like yeah. little kids. The daughter's maybe what, like five or six? Yeah. Like she's yeah. very if little. That, she's pretty little. Yeah, and he's um, only a couple years older, if anything. So yeah, he's so six or seven. Kids, maybe. So it's no, like, he's gotta be six, maybe six at best. Yeah. Because they're little. Six or seven. She's and not maybe, bad for little kid actors. They do a the good The little job. boy's really good in this, actually. And they get, well, like... Well, he keeps smiling a lot. That's that's a little problematic. <laughs> <laughs> look, look at you with your fucking notepad and pen going, hmm, no, 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 young man. There were two things that annoyed me. I require uh, with, an entire performance. Thank you very much. Two things that annoyed me. One about the kids was that the, the boy kept smiling. And those were some shit cookies. You got to buy better cookies if you want kids to to eat your poison. But, but dude, I was cracking up at that because, first of all, first of all, this movie starts off. Let's not, let's just uh, go back real quick. This movie starts off with the presumption and maybe this is true for people in Massachusetts, I don't know, that kids love clam chowder. <laughs> they love it. They love yes. it. Yes. Yeah. They love it. And they yeah. love going shucking for clams. Oh, they, well, they, can't, they, can't, they can't wait. They love to do it. They love shucking clams. They love shucking clams. For, they're, they're begging like, oh, for clam chowder. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Then the guy kidnaps these children, Frederick Forrest, kidnaps them, knocks them out, and then he's like, hey, I have milk and cookies. Wake up. Like, dude, you knocked them out, bro. What do you want yeah. them to do? And then and he's then trying he... to knock them out more with the milk. I'm like, dude. And yes, those cookies he had were 
absolute they, shit. There are the little shit cookies that you get, yeah, you know, that, that, that you would get in elementary school or at a, at a, at church fellowship. They're just the little junk cookies. You're like, just, Oh yeah, these are trash. the worst. Total trash. <laughs> Total and trash. And you think these kids are going to wake up out of a dead sleep and be like, hooray, shit cookie. Come on, yeah. dude. <laughs> shit cookies and a tall glass of milk. That's, That's been a sitting lot out for of a milk. While. Dude, love That's milk. That's a lot of milk. <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah, just you... take a minute to talk about how he was constantly <laughs> drinking milk throughout. And he has a tiny fridge. Yeah. You see that yeah. fridge he had? It's a tiny yeah. little like dorm, you know, college dorm size fridge. And it's, I have to, I have to assume, just filled with milk. Loaded with milk. Just nothing. Loaded milk. with milk. Loaded with milk. I mean, when he gets the milk dumped <laughs> milk on him. And, you got to keep your poison cold. Yeah. When, when he yeah. gets the milk dumped on him, he is covered head to toe in milk. And, and it's thick. It's, it's, it's thick. Vis- so he's like it's vitamin D. It's vitamin yeah. D. It's whole milk. It's whole milk. He's going for the real milk. What cracked me up about <laughs> Michael, the little child, throwing milk into his face was <laughs> a couple of things. I thought... That was really smart for being like a little kid. Like that was yeah. very, that was a yeah. smart move. To Probably think. smiled during it though. Like a little asshole. <laughs> yeah. He did. Get some he acting, totally did. Get some acting classes, Michael. <laughs> Take some Meisner and come back and try again. Oh, you think you can get by, your performance can get by me, you little five-year-old? Fuck <laughs> you. You were smiling. I know where the children are. They're not getting their SAG card for this terrible performance. Oh, they're getting their SAG card. They're definitely getting a SAG oh, card. Okay. Yeah, they, SAG, yeah, SAG, they SAG. are, for sure. They're like, can you pay the fee? Because you're in. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I thought it was really, I thought it was a really smart move. But then I laughed out loud because I'm like, <laughs> the child throws milk in his face and he screams <laughs> and he's blinded. And I thought that was hilarious because I wore glasses and I thought if somebody threw milk in my face, I'd just be like, oh, hey, ooh. <laughs> But then right. your glasses are going to shield your eyes from the milk. <laughs> right. But he screamed right. as if it was like acid. He's like, ah, ah. And then he tries to wipe his glasses and I guess makes it worse, quote unquote, and can't right. see. I'm like, just take a second. Well, he made it worse because that milk is thick. I guess yes. so. Thick. Yes. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I just don't understand That's like milk, a That's but... milk delivery. That's like a, he gets those bottles, shows yeah. up on his door in the I morning. Guess. That is thick milk. That's, I mean, like, I don't know. They were, I they haven't were seen The Godfather, so I don't know cream. a lot about milk. But, <laughs> yeah, right. You know. It was just with you. You want Heavy some wh- cookies and, and whipping cream? Yeah. Some cookies and cottage cheese? Maybe that's why they didn't drink it. That's why they were truly knocked out. Because their ball, their bellies are just so full of whipping cream. They're right. like, oh, I gotta sleep oh, this God, off. This I'm is, so full. So heavy. Oh. We're lactose intolerant. What's oh, oh, also what's the like what was the rationale behind the DJ being a total fucking whack job listening to no. Oh, like dude. He's, he's got these different voices. He's listening. Yeah. They introduce him. And he's listening to sitar music, and and then he suddenly is normal and is just trying to get famous with the local news. I what? Yeah, that, it just confounded me. Mm-hmm. I was there. Like, were some. I, ver- I think I was. You and I had more professional radio shows in college than <laughs> this guy was as a professional <laughs> radio DJ, and I was like, "Where is this station?" Where can I listen to a guy literally just lift up uh, the record and just be like, oh, I got something going on to talk to the cops over the airwaves? Mm -hmm. Like, this guy was breaking so many rules and then had the gall to be like, hey, that's my letter. (laughs) (laughs) That was delivered to me. I want to get that. 
I love that guy. He probably was my favorite character, that weirdo. <laughs> Supposedly that those were the numbers for or the the call sign the call letters for an actual radio station there. Oh really? Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow, well, look at Mark. Ooh, mm, way to crunch well, radio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> crunch. So, also can I it seems to me that I understand this movie. It it took it it was interesting to me because it took a turn <clears throat> where the subject matter is of course a difficult one of children being kidnapped. And you sure. could have definitely followed that down a very dramatic uh road and it would have been, you know, very tragic, sad, what do I do kind of movie, but it quickly turns into more of a mystery that you're trying to figure out did the mom really do it because she had this thing that happened in the past and then she was she was convicted but then she was let go because the lawyer got her off and her ex-husband had killed himself and so you quickly get distracted by all of that there's but a the lot si- happening there's, there's a lot happening so that backstory you just scratched the is, surface of there's the a plot. lot happening <laughs> But also, but that's about all you, know you get in terms of explaining it, because a lot of it you have to do in your head later, like yes. yeah, like a bonus math problem that you're like, wait, right. I don't, wait, none right. of this, right. I have to figure this out on my own. Like all right. this is, yeah, it's. Hmm. But also, there, there seems to be an overall lack of urgency amongst all the parties Everyone. to solve yeah. this mystery. Mm-hmm. The cops are not moving quickly. Nope. They, the the dad and the mom, if this happened to any of us, we would be out in the streets. We'd be running around. You'd sure. never stop looking. And right, they are right, just right. hanging out right. at home. Well, look, they have they have <clears throat> a lot of people to interrogate for one. They're probably they're probably got you mean the one guy. <laughs> any anyone else that also was picked up that day, they're gonna have to go interrogate because now they're they're basically de facto police officers. So they <laughs> right. And also, she did call their names out six times. <laughs> what is she supposed to do? She called for them six times. I, I mean, seriously, ah! she went into the lake in her robe. Yeah, Ooh, I mean, she's gotta have you. A... We, we know that she's was a have... hot button for Ryan. Ooh, she's in her she... robe. Sexy robe. She's got to have at least two leeches on her coming out of that lake. <laughs> no, at least two. At least two. Um, but also, also, by the way, why would Joe, you? Why would you stop this to have your psychologist do a deep dive into your into your past? I'd be like, right. shut the fuck up. This is not the time for this. I need to find my kids. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, hey, deep dives don't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, it's on, the mo- it's the on movie... my business card. Deep dives don't wait. Yeah, uh, deep dives call don't me. wait. Call me later. You know, I'm also off coffee. Kinda... I'm off caffeine, so I got I gotta keep myself distracted. That's a subplot that we don't <laughs> oh care my about. God. He goes oh. off caffeine, cold turkey. Cold oh, turkey. Man. <laughs> so he is like going through this whole movie with just like a total ringing headache in his head. Like, and he's yeah, such a cheater because then he bums a cigarette. I'm like, you cheater. Then he has a cup of coffee later. Yeah, he finally right, says, yeah, he, he says, to hell with it. He says, and he mm-hmm. gets a cup of coffee. He oh. lasted one fucking day. Yeah. One not day. even. Not even, not even one day. He la- he would last longer than me, so. <laughs> <laughs> I would never go cold turkey. Oh, that would be insane. You'd have to start dialing it down, and eventually mm-hmm. you're on shitty tea, uh, and then you're on green tea, and you're like, all right, but you you, you can't go cold turkey? I don't even remember I'm not strong how. enough for that. Yeah, I don't even remember. I require how. caffeine to survive. 
Yeah. I can't even, I, I've blocked, I need a deep dive because I've blocked out how I even went off caffeine when I was pregnant. And I did it twice. You did it twice. And yeah. I, I need, there's a deep dive in there. And I was just sipping my coffee going, damn, she is, yeah. she is strong will. Hero over here. <laughs> what a hero, hero over there. Yeah. What a hero over there. Anyway. Yeah. God, this coffee's delicious. So brave. Also, so I will brave. never quit you, coffee. <laughs> so brave. Um, is it is it commonplace to have a Greek restaurant in a small town on the East Coast? Nico's mm-hmm. Cafe. Yeah. How's his, shots. How's his clam chowder? Is it any good? I bet it's... <laughs> I don't feel like he even serves it. He's got to. Are you kidding? The way the kids love chowder in that town? <laughs> I love how immediately Nico and the other, uh, in the, um, gosh, what's the other guy's name who comes in, who's looking for real estate. Didn't remember his character's name, but oh, I don't remember. Uh, uh, it was, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think that's it. <laughs> Kragopolis. Kragopolis. Is John that, Kragopolis is, is wow. the name of the character. <laughs> that's a bullshit name. So yep. like, I don't know. Yeah. Kragopolis. You mean like Did you just mix Greg and Opolis together? I did. Yep. That's the name. Plus, I love that the police chief stuff that does that thing where he always holds a cigarette, but he never actually takes a drag off of it. He just always got it cupped in his hand. Like That's he could. consistent with him never really doing anything in that town. <laughs> he couldn't commit to anything. Yeah, he's not. I'm not going to do anything. I'm a back job. Mm-hmm. just be like, ah, woof, crime. What are you going to do? <laughs> like, he even admits right. when they're interrogating them, he's like, yeah, there were two sets of uh, t- tire tracks. Uh, that's very important information. Yeah. And you were just like, oh, yeah, there were two sets of tire tracks. Like, well, yeah, right. yeah, there were. We might look into that eventually. <laughs> They've got these eight by ten photos that were put in the envelope, given to the DJ. The D, then the cops have it, and mm-hmm. they take the photos up to the lab while while one of the guys, I, I think maybe it's the dad, that's, is holding them. Yeah, the name of the of the mom is on the back, handwritten on the back of the of the photo. Yeah, and they never go, oh shit, whose handwriting is that? Yeah. They just grab the photo, like we're going to take these to the lab. Yeah. Also, also the lab, what's the lab going to do? The my lab is going to go. They're, 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 these are pictures. What? Yeah. I, what do you want me to say? There cannot be a lab in there. There's <laughs> no. There's way. a guy in there. He's just having a cup of chowder and just looking through old photos and <laughs> having Ch- a time. Chowder and a and a baklava, and he's just happy mm. as a happy as a clam, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> he, really, he truly is. You know, when it starts this movie, though, like the first half hour, I was almost like really into it. It, it really starts. It starts to like wow. it starts to die off. But like in the beginning, the red herring guy that we're talking about, mm-hmm. he keep, they keep showing him with like black gloves and they have this really like uh, this little tiny synth score where they're just like they're not really writing songs. They're just writing. They're just like noodling moments. It's just like know? arpeggios just running. Yeah. And it's just yeah. like, but it's like you see him with the black gloves and he's looking. And I was like, oh my God, is this almost like an American Giallo kind of thing? Are we no, going to have, and it, it isn't. and it does not, it does not go that no. way. Mm-mm. They only have not a couple shots of the, a guy with the gloves and you start to think, ooh, this is going to be, this could be kind of good. And then it descends into the mom and the therapist and just this red herring guy going nowhere. And meanwhile, we have Frederick Forrest with the kids. 
and we know he has the kids, and nobody has figured out anything. A guy staying at a house that is technically for sale, that would be, you're not going to look around. And how does no one know about that but the dumbest real estate agent of all time? No one has, no one at all in town knows it. It's a tiny town from all we yeah. know. No, they do. The, 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 Nico's diner people know because he comes in and he's really cheap. I mean, like, that's what I'm saying. Everyone in a tiny town, they're going to know, you know, what, except for the cops, because these guys are a bunch of Yeah, yeah, the cops are the only ones in the dark. I never really got into it. That's funny that you were into it for a time. I felt very disconnected from it the entire time I watched it. I found it very confusing. I felt like... The plot was confusing. It never really felt tense. I think the only tension I felt or the only maybe like nervousness or uncomfortableness that I felt was just me thinking about my own children going like, God, yeah, that is a nightmare. Like yeah. if your kids were kidnapped, sure. you didn't have any idea where they were. Yeah, that's a living nightmare. But the movie doesn't right. place right. me and it didn't take me to that place. That right. was just me. Drifting off, disassociating, right. whatever, and feeling that way and thinking of it. But it, it very much feels like an after-school special, kind of. like It does. Oh, or like a dun-dun-dun. Like, you should never shower during the day when your children are outside playing. Like, it just it didn't feel serious or... There's no mystery. You, no. You, yeah. I right, mean, even... Right. There's even no the reveal tension. you're like okay reveal, well, you're like, I know, yeah i know yeah okay. we all knew we've that. all known that yeah right. yeah well, she, she according to imdb terrible. i mean I, it's yeah according to imdb this is rated r it had like uh, we so we watched this what did we watch it on prime Video. Yeah, this is by the it's way. It's rated like five, almost five stars on Prime, and I remember we we started well, you can't, it. You can't like, trust the, the ratings on Prime because they're always like I adamantly I would trust those ratings with my life. <laughs> <laughs> I would trust those ratings to get me a Caesar salad with ranch. <laughs> you know what I like, Prime. <laughs> but I thought, oh my, hold the balsamic on that salad. <laughs> Wait, no balsamic on the Caesar salad? Are you sure? <laughs> Let's put it on. No! Um, but it has like four and a half stars. And I was like, oh my, yeah, that, four and a half that's stars? Insane. Okay. No, no, no. This I mean, is not, a, this is not a four stars. and a half star. It's on Letterboxd, it is uh, 2.7, I think. It's like, it's very, it's not a low rating. That's still two more than I would have expected, yeah. but yeah, maybe it's, that's but, just for the rain, but the all storm? the yeah, it is. It's a really good storm. It's a <laughs> it is, good it is storm. an it is effective storm. storm. It it's is effective. Storm. To get it back to the new world part of it, because I do think it's interesting. I've always been interested in the fact that this was a new world, or could have been a new world movie, right? Mm-hmm. First of all, in terms of what could have been, this could have been a Brian De Palma movie. This was a movie what? that Jill Clayburgh got involved in back when there was, it was going to be in like 1977, um, Brian De Palma had signed on. So um, she was, she knew Brian De Palma, Jill Clayburgh, uh, in college. So she, so she was like, oh, we're going to reteam and this was going to be a big deal. And then it, obviously he, he left at, at some point. Brian De Palma took off. 
And of course, this is a Mary Higgins Clark book. Mary Higgins Clark, this is like her first big, big, big seller. Mary Higgins Clark wrote a lot of like really big sensational thrillers and stuff. Uh, a woman who lost her uh, husband to cancer and she had to raise her five kids and she suddenly became a renowned uh, writer. And she's a, her and her daughter cameo in this. They play, they're in the reporter scene. When her daughter plays one of the reporters talking to Joe Clayberg, uh, just asking a question. Um, so then it goes uh, out to, to, to. How do you have five kids and you have time to write? She, What's your secret, Mary Hig? She what had, is the secret? You have she, five kids and you have time to write anything down? She said she would wake up at 5 a.m. Oh, I'm out. Never mind. I got it. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, you wake up no, early. Thanks. Oh, no, thank you. no, 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 no. Okay. No, 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 oh, no, no, no. The secret is waking up at 5 a.m.? Okay. <laughs> All you need is to wake up at 5 a.m. and have plenty of clam chowder on hand. <laughs> just, just cans and cans of that stuff. You know how kids love it. You wake them up. Hey, it's time to go to school. I can't go to school yet. I need some clam chowder to start the day. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. We're already ahead of you. Got <laughs> The oyster crackers are on the table. Dive in. <laughs> so then this movie does move forward and it is produced by, uh, by Rastar, which is technically uh, an independent producer uh, who um, a guy named Ray Stark. He started out doing a lot of like Barbara Streisand movies like, um, funny girl, and he so it was basically independently produced, and they kind of uh had a difficult time. They sort of got some movies over to Columbia independently, and then Columbia kind of uh didn't do very well with a lot of their movies eventually into the 80s, including this one. So, <clears throat> uh, in particular, they had they shot this in the end of 84. It's bought up by Columbia in the spring of 85 that say they say it's ready to roll. And as I was doing research on this, there's plenty of articles where they're like, the lost movies of 1985. Where are these movies? You know, where's Clan of the Cave Bear? You know, where's Legend? Why are these movies coming out? We thought these movies would be here already, which I also thought was was awesome that we were actually we actually cared so much about movies that we were like, we've, heard, oh, we've all heard about it. Where are they? So the movie uh, gets to Columbia, and what happens is they is Columbia starts making changes. So uh, this is an article from the New York Times, nineteen eighty five. Apparently, the movie has been revised to take out not only explanatory plot references to child abuse, but also many of the scenes of the children in Jeopardy. So. The the director Bruce Malmuth, who is uh, who directed Nighthawks uh, yeah. before this, and would go on to direct uh, the Steven Seagal movie Hard to Kill. Mm. And uh, when we talked to Jack Shoulder, he said Bruce Malmuth was just a guy who could who dressed up and looked cool, but that was about it. <laughs> he did not have very kind things to say about Bruce Malmuth, <laughs> which coincidentally neither did Steven Seagal. Oh. Really, even Seagal said that director of Hard to Kill was an idiot. Like he did not oh. like him at all. Now this is coming from Steven Seagal, so I don't know. Yeah. You Who know, Nary has a unkind word to say about anyone. Yeah, I mean, just a just as nice as they come. <laughs> That's what everyone says about yeah. Steven Seagal. Just as good as they come. Talk to Kelly so, LeBrock about that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so <laughs> and they're three kids. Oh. I think wow. they had like three kids. I think. Wow. 
The emotional fiber of the film is missing, said Bruce Malmuth of Columbia's edited version. Uh, it has so much was lo- there more? Was there more like I guess child abuse innuendo and more children in peril that was in the movie that they cut, or that before they even went to go shoot it, they cut it out? No, they cut it after it was shot. It was shot oh. like as I said, Rastar independently produced the movie from anywhere to four to six million. I got a four million and a six million dollar figure in terms. Wow. Of Okay. They did this all independently, and then Columbia picked it up, and then Columbia said, because Columbia was owned by Coca-Cola at the time, and so the thought was that Coca-Cola didn't want to have this movie come out and have them look like, you know, they approved of, which I don't think it would have, but I guess no, they just didn't have. like the association. People of, wouldn't have drawn those that comparison. But right. Well, we're they do with milk. <laughs> Milk for the child abductor in your life. So, yeah, they milk do takes have... a bad rap in this yeah. one, not Coca-Cola. But but this is what Bruce Malmuth says. He says, okay. it has much less impact. They've systematically removed any kind of difficulties experienced by the kids. All shots of them being handled, picked up, or carried. And 100% of the powerful stuff is gone. When the kids are in the closet with bandages over their faces, remember that scene? Mm-hmm. When the kidnapper uh, drags the little girl into the bathroom to give her a bath, which uh-huh. we see him turn the water on. And that's it. Yeah. That's it. The sensitive nature of the material may be in conflict with the corporate image of Coke. <laughs> which we all are familiar with the corporate image of Coke. We're all, all the dudes in suits just drinking a can of Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> So there's more clarity that comes from Malmuth in terms of what they cut later because he talks to the LA Times in January of 1986 just as a four-week run of the movie is being planned in San Diego with uh, with further screenings in other cities. They're not even at this point sure they're going to even play it in LA. Mm -hmm. They don't know where they're going to go with this. But they're like, we're going to wait and see what the box office is like in San Diego and then we'll make some decisions. So Malma said that the studio edited version was so diluted, what had been a thriller became more of a mystery. Along the way, it lost its edge. So one of the scenes he talks about losing was the fact that that little, that bathtub scene was supposedly uh, a girl bathes and Forrest plays with a rubber duck, Frederick Forrest. And then there's a strong implication, quote unquote, that Malmo says where Forrest gets in the bathtub. So there's much more, uh, you know, child abuse stuff. Right. That's, yep. that's, you know, put in there. And then he, there was another scene they were going to take out, which I think is the initial scene where Frederick Forrest comes up behind them and takes a syringe and knocks them out. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that actually gets back in. And that Bruce Malmoth was excited about. He was like, Oh, hooray. He said, it's, Oh, it's not a cowardly version is what he says. I'm like, that scene wasn't really, <laughs> that's not very intense at all. You know, but yeah, the bathtub But I can scene, imagine I guess, if they took away. that out, it, it would have made, people would have been like, how did he get those kids to get in the car and yeah. not be like screaming their heads off sure, and sure. alert the mom? But yeah, so, but, but I, so I guess there's a lot more of that and a lot more of probably of the implications of the, because he had, you know, the child abuse of, uh, Frederick Forrest, who of course is uh, Jill Clayburgh's ex-husband, spoiler alert, but I mean, it's not a spoiler. Um, once you watch the movie for five minutes, you're like, I got this wrapped up, mm-hmm. but <laughs> guess what? You're not done. It's plenty more. <laughs> and, uh, but like, 
yeah, I guess there's a lot more implications of the abuse and all that because it becomes a big moment where she sort of reveals that. Um, but again, if you had seen that scene of him in the bathtub, then it wouldn't be a reveal because you already know. But like much of this movie is like, who's this mysterious guy? He Maybe he's a killer. No, we already know who the killer is. We know who the killer is. And also, we don't need to see that. We don't need to see abuse. It can be implied. The seeing yeah. it doesn't make the movie better. No. It doesn't make it no. scarier. It doesn't make it more intense. I wholeheartedly disagree with that approach of like, oh, it would have been better if he would have gotten in the tub. No, would it? No, would not. No, no. But I mention it because as we're talking about it, that is likely more of their, because there's a version that when they're in San Diego, are they going to play the Malmuth version or the edited version from Columbia? And I think they go with Columbia's version, um, but they do have that scene back in with the syringe. But, but the earlier so the version, version we just watched the version probably that we watched but the earlier version which is i have to assume has more of those bad scenes that's the movie that robert remy saw and was like that's a new world movie <laughs> right right <laughs> that, right that's the movie he wanted it's interesting that you mentioned the that we know who the killer is in this because you know but because i don't know who the killer is exactly here's the here's why oh sure and okay. i have a question at the end we find out that uh uh that nancy's ex-husband has kidnapped the kids on the day on her birthday the day that her two original kids had died and he's saying to her that he's going to kill these kids because she took away his kids so she killed her kids, right? Uh, that's that's a question. That's a because question. the whole, his motivation is revenge, and basically trying to frame her to put her in jail for killing his kids, right? And also seeking revenge because now he doesn't have his kids, so she can't have these this new batch of kids because she and he says you took away my kids. Right. And she doesn't say, no, I didn't. She just says, right. give me my daughter. Right. So that implies she did, in fact, kill her kids. I mean, hmm. Yeah. See, that's more exciting than the movie we watched. <laughs> Arguably. <laughs> Again, that's that bonus math problem that you're like stuck with later that you're like, so oh, shit, are I gotta you arguing that he's the better caretaker and that they were safer with him than they are with no, Nance? Oh, no, not at all. No, 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 not at well, all. Well, they would be. Um, I mean, maybe their bellies they are. would be filled with milk. That's for sure. Milk and cookies that's and true. poison. Maybe well rested. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, maybe they are safer with him. That's the thing. When it ends, it has my new favorite way of ending, which is the movie still playing. Dialogue is still happening and the credits are rolling. I was like, this might be my new favorite way that a movie ends. Like, yeah. oh, we're just getting to it. Yeah. Some credits, movie's still happening. Right. Like, You're like, should I get up? Or like, is there more going to... I felt great about it. It was yeah. like, this isn't important. It's only the end of the yeah, movie. It's, it's over, essentially, at this point. <laughs> it's just roll the credits. But it ends with him taking Missy, the little 
little daughter up to mm-hmm. the roof of the lookout of the ho- of yeah. the house that he's renting a room in yeah. and he's holding her and it's pouring down rain and, he, and nancy's like, like it is her. through the whole movie yeah and yeah. nancy's like give her back and he's mm-hmm. like no and he slips but right. yet jumps onto a tree right yeah yeah she grabs missy uh-huh sure this all and tracks then the tree breaks under his uh-huh. weight, and he just falls into the water. Well, he was yeah. carrying that pillow, and when the pillow just fills with all that heavy rainwater, he's just very, very heavy, you know? But he pulls the pillow out from under his shirt at, at during that scene, which I'm like... Did he really? Yes, yes. He pulls it out from under his shirt. Wow, I just thought that was shitty padding. No, and I'm like, why did you do that? You didn't explain why you had that thing in your sh- under oh, your shirt that, the whole that's, time. Oh, that's that. Wow, that's befuddling. What was He's that? He's on this about? tree branch. This tree falls over, and the tree lands in water. Now, it probably would fuck you up good, but that's not going to kill you. Yeah, it would knock you out if you hit the water it, yeah. that hard from that break high. a rib. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's not going to kill but you. You're not going <clears> to <throat> die from that. But they just they just look down again. These cops. Who Honestly, <laughs> is he really no dude, dead? He apparently killed himself years before, but apparently didn't. Yeah. So yeah. is he dead? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I'll, I I'm going to assume that there was a sequel that was supposed to come out of this, where she now tries. Where to kill is the, the kids. dad? <laughs> yeah. Called here are the children. We're fine. <laughs> no, the children are totally fucked up, but they know where they yes. are. Yeah, ruined, ruined forever. Right, but they know where they are. So that's yeah. who was that battle. scary man? He is just a man I had children with before and probably murdered, and mm-hmm. he was angry at me for murdering my previous children. But I'm not going to murder you. Because I actually love you guys. Yeah, I got over it. I got over it. And I had some good counseling from the town counselor. Right. Who's also a realtor. Who's also... (laughs) (laughs) Married to the realtor, isn't he? Yeah. 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 How can you be sad when you see daddy's funny mustache? Yeah. (laughs) Just get happy. Daddy looks like a clown. He looks like a clown. His hair looks like a clown. Like a clown slash a professional baseball pitcher. Yes. Yeah. Also, follow up question to Mark's question. Does anybody check on the Greek man after he breaks into the house to investigate? Nobody. She literally steps over Over his body and doesn't check on him. You're not necessary. He's the only person who gives a damn about Piney's kids. No shit. He's like, something didn't feel right at the lookout. I'm going to go to go investigate. He gets knocked out. No one checks on him. Nobody. 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 Nobody gives a shit. I like to think that just Nico, the restaurant owner, shows up later and is like taking his pulse. And is like, yay, buddy, you okay? You okay, my guy? Yep. Oh, funny. Uh, all right, well, let's let's close out. Mark, I just had something. I looked up where it played in San Diego because it played for four weeks. Now, I'm sure it played at a variety of places, but can you guess a place where uh, where are the children played in San Diego? Like Mission Valley? Or uh, you could be right. You could be right, but that's not the one I found. I found an ad for a plane at a drive-in. Which one? The Valley Drive-In in Oceanside. Okay. 
I never went to that one. We never went to that one. That's kind of North County, so it's a little too far for us. Playing with Fright Night. What? <laughs> Where are you, the children and uh, then Fright Night? Yeah. Plus, yeah, yeah, you yeah. could also go to the drive-in and watch Jack Shoulders' Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. Yeah. Playing with Nightmare on Elm Street Part 1. Isn't that Okay. Weird? Yeah, that's a good, so that's a good one. They played it reverse order? I don't know if, yeah, I don't know about that order. You could also go see Jewel of the Nile with Runaway Train. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Runaway Train's the better of those two. For sure. And For then sure. you could see Rocky Four PG with Pale Rider R. Ooh, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, when the kids fall asleep. Mommy and daddy have <laughs> Mommy and daddy now. get pale rider. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doors yeah. opened at 6.30, shows at 7. Yeah. Oh, have, yeah. Get in, get settled. Yeah. It's I cold. remember. dark then? $4 per car load on wow. Wednesday and Thursday. Man, I remember going $2. to the drive-in in, uh, wow. must have been Imperial Beach area. Gotta be, yeah. Um, and it was. They started running those movies at 7 o'clock. The oh, sun was still out. Going. And you were just... The the first movie was not the best viewing because it was still a little too light out. But it was a lot of fun to go to those shows. So that said, Fright Night is the winner of that matchup. Where are the children's like, eh, you know, it's, getting, it's still getting dark. Mm-hmm. So yeah. no big deal. Yeah, yeah. We're not... No big know, deal. Yeah. We're just going to kind of... Get through this one, and then we'll get to the real movie. Get settled, eat our car snacks, go, wait a minute, who's the other guy with the beetle? <laughs> uh, wait a minute, what? Wait, when did he get the Camaro? Oh, right. Didn't God. he have a he beetle? He stole it, didn't he? Didn't Who he was this guy? Why did they think it? this guy at all was the ex-husband when he looks nothing like the ex-husband? Nothing like it. Why did they, oh, because they're just shit cops? Okay, cool. Well, anyway, <laughs> on to Fright Night. <laughs> I just have to imagine that that read better in the book. It I mean, had yeah. to have been more mysterious in the yeah. book. And all the backstory of her with her first husband, which clearly, as Mark has pointed out, is ultimately just not at all well explained. Yeah. So there, I mean, whether or not she did it truly, I, who knows? I have to assume it's well explained in the book. I have to assume. I don't know if you're writing it at 5 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> might be just as confusing. She said she would write early. at 5 a.m. and then make her kids breakfast at 7. And then she would take the commuter well, train to work. And then, yeah. you know, so she would just take long to heat up clam chowder. That's, it's, it's not yet. It's pretty, <laughs> pretty quick, quick to heat. Pretty quick. Pretty quick. Five bowls of clam chowder coming up. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. That is it for Where Are the Children? It's a nearly new world. This was the movie that New World was like, damn, I missed out on this. I should have grabbed this one. Interesting. Uh, so again, if it's available, if you want to see it, you can you can it's not streaming, but it is available to rent if you'd like to rent it. We rented it on Amazon Prime. You don't need to buy it. You can rent. It's a rental. Yeah. It's a rental. It's a rental. Rent. $3.99. You can start it at six, and when it wraps, you can watch Fright Night. <laughs> that's right. Start, that's right. Well, it starts at seven. You gotta start at seven. Sorry. And then roll right into Fright Night right yeah. afterwards. Start at six, get some clam chowder ready, finish it. Fright Night at seven. Uh, all right. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoy this episode. We've got plenty more to go with June Gloom. 
Uh, next week is going to be Cries and Whispers from Ingmar Bergman. And then we're going to have our fourth big mystery movie. What is it going to be? And uh, so stay tuned for all the June Gloom stuff. Uh, if you need any of our information, you want to listen to our past episodes, you want to buy a t-shirt, buy a t-shirt. Go to our website, newworldpicturespodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody.